In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can instantly feel more confident. These are some self-confident tips that I think can help you with job interviews, work meetings, and good old social events too, because things are changing again. The world's opening up. We're going to be meeting new people and going out into the real world and a little self-confidence will go a long way. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. I don't remember what my friend did, but suddenly a drill sergeant was in his face screaming at him. He called him every name in the book and told him how stupid he was. At the end of his tirade, the drill sergeant stopped talking and kept staring into my friend's face. He was expecting some sort of reaction or response, but my friend maintained his composure. He stared straight ahead, looking past him, his face expressionless. That seemed to irritate the drill sergeant, so he tried to provoke him further. You want to hit me, don't you, boy? My friend slowly turned his head. He smiled calmly and made direct eye contact. In a low voice, he deliberately and clearly said, Oh, yes, drill sergeant. His confident response, coupled with his imposing physical stature, that didn't hurt, made an impact. I was astounded to watch the drill sergeant mumble something, I don't know what he said, and he turned and walked away. That's the power of confidence. Of course, it isn't only useful in the military. (laughs) That'd be ridiculous. We need it in our everyday lives, in both personal and professional situations. I mean, we're all slowly starting to venture out into the world again. I'm watching friends around the world going out to dinner, attending events, even concerts and things like that, meeting new people. And of course, we have been meeting new people online during the past year. My Invincible Career Slack community chats every day. My Career Accelerator meets on Zoom every week. And I talk with my one-on-one clients all the time. I'm always doing calls with new people when I give my complimentary calls out. However, it is different in person. I can already tell. I know that my social skills are feeling a bit rusty. I'm also feeling slightly awkward at events in the real world now. So I guess Zoom isn't a perfect proxy for physical socialization. Several people have told me that they feel less confident now. They've been away from the workplace and social gatherings for over a year. Some people still haven't gone back. Well, given that the world is changing again this year, (laughs) it's time to brush up on those conversational skills. And it's useful for online meetings, too, over Zoom. And until your old confidence returns, I want to share some tips for boosting 
your signals of self-assurance. You'll instantly be perceived as more confident, and this changes how people react to you. That change in their behavior feeds back into your assessment of the situation, which now makes you actually feel more confident. It becomes a virtuous cycle. So one of the first things that you can do is to exude calm. To appear calm. Eight-time Olympic medalist speed skater Apollo Ono, if you remember him, was spotted yawning before his big races in the 2010 Winter Olympics. I mean, he, he yawned before every race. And I remember the broadcasters mentioning that maybe he was bored or, or he was tired, you know, didn't get enough sleep. And that wasn't it. He was intentionally yawning to prepare his body and to calm himself down before the race. When he was asked, he said, it makes me feel better. It gets the oxygen in and the nerves out. Long ago, I started doing some of this too. I started using my own calming rituals to handle stressful situations. I, gosh, I don't know when this all started. (laughs) Uh, Maybe during army basic training. This is a long time ago. I was like 17 years old. I've used it during executive reviews. I've used it during board meetings. And basically, I'd I'd kind of force myself to feel somewhat disconnected, disinterested, and I'd maintain a neutral expression on my face. And people would remark later, I remember folks on my team, they would say, how do you stay so calm in those meetings. I mean, nothing seems to bother you. My wife has said something similar. She said, you always seem at ease in every situation. I'm not. (laughs) I am not at ease. Um, I often feel anxious. I frequently feel stressed. That's why I came up with those calming rituals. However, I do my best to not let it show. I intentionally maintain my composure in most situations to help myself stay calm and feel more confident. I also do it to help people around me feel more relaxed and and less stressed about what's going on. I would do this with my team. That's really important as a manager and a leader. So to instantly feel and appear calmer, focus on taking slower, deeper breaths. You can try the yawn, but just make sure you yawn before the meeting starts or an event starts, you know. And I've done that. It actually works. I've tried it during big weightlifting attempts. It's like I'll yawn to kind of relax and let myself just not be so overwhelmed by the moment. Try relaxing the muscles in your face. I think you'll be surprised at how tense they are because <laughs> when, when you go to relax them, you're like, oh, my jaw was clenched. So unclench your jaw. Smile slightly. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Use 
an engaged but relaxed posture. I mean, you don't want to lay back in your chair in a meeting, but you also don't want to be super tense and kind of looking like your back is all cramped up. You want to let the tension flow out of your back and your arms. So this will make you feel calmer and appear calmer, which helps your confidence. The next thing to do is to maintain eye contact. And I've written about the power of eye contact before. I put a link for that in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this will be issue 285, how to instantly feel more confident. So you can see the link for that and read more about that. But you can essentially use your gaze and your body language to radiate more confidence. You can also deliberately use eye contact to communicate care and attention and respect for other people. You will stand out and you will be viewed as more confident when you make appropriate eye contact with other, with other people. And why? why? Why would that be? Well, that's because fewer people are looking other people in the eye during conversations. I mean, you've probably noticed this. Everybody's distracted. In meetings, they're staring at their laptops. Or even out in social situations, people are looking at their phone. Eye contact should be made about 60 to 70% of the time during a discussion to create a sense of emotional connection. Yet if you examine this and you research it, it's only happening about 30 to 60% of the time. If you want to be perceived as competent and confident during a job interview, for example, you have to be aware of your eye contact with the interviewer. And there's some data on this. When applying for a high-status job, applicants who gazed at the recruiter more often were given significantly more favorable evaluations compared to those candidates who avoided eye contact. So if you want people to view you as confident and likable, make eye contact before you start talking to someone. So before you start, you know, the conversation, make eye contact. It kind of makes sense. Try to look into their eyes about 60 to 70% of the time during a conversation. This will be less when you are speaking and more when you're listening. So of course you're looking at them as they're speaking. Try to maintain eye contact for about three to seven seconds. That shows that you're interested and engaged. You don't want to go too long. You know, this varies from culture to culture, but more than 10 seconds is too long. That can be seen as aggressive or strange. <laughs> someone, someone won't break eye contact at all. And speaking of breaking eye contact, you can use a gesture or nod to naturally break eye contact and look away slowly. Don't dart your eyes around and don't look down. So don't break eye contact by looking down because that signals low confidence. The next thing you can do, which is, it's interesting. I think some people do this naturally, others do not. It's to move your body, move with intention. Confident people make slower, more intentional movements. They don't let other people rush them. You can even see this in the animal world. I mean, note the difference between the movements of, for example, a cat and a squirrel. You know, one is a predator, the other is prey. 
One makes slow, languid movements. It acts disinterested most of the time. But it's capable of extreme speed and physical action, but only when it chooses to do so. The other makes all these herky-jerky movements. You know, they're twitching, flitting around. They're constantly scrambling, scrambling like they're anxious from spot to spot, you know, jumping around. <laughs> and some people behave like that. Some people behave like squirrels. Their anxiety is often betrayed in their eyes. I mean, research has found that when we are nervous, our blink rate increases. So try this the next time you want to instantly look and feel more confident. Blink slowly instead of rapidly blinking or fluttering your eyes. And take some focus to do this, but focus on blinking more slowly. Breathe steadily through your nose. Intentionally let your lungs fill with air as your chest slowly rises and falls. Languidly move your body. I mean, we all want to move and stretch and relax a bit during meetings. Play around with this. Move more slowly. Act like you're completely comfortable at ease, and confident. And even reach for things more slowly. You know, when you reach for your notebook and you open it, or you take out your laptop and open it, do it more deliberately. Don't slam things around and be herky-jerky. Just don't be in a rush with your movements. Pay attention. Pay attention to the people who are in positions of power, people who are really confident. And I'm sure you know some of these people. Watch how they move. Watch how they do things. The next thing to do is to speak more deliberately. People tend to speed up their speech when they're nervous. They ramble. They stumble over their words. They get so caught up, they sometimes lose their train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, I forgot. And they go, uh, you know. Anxious speakers also take shallow breaths and they rush their words. And when you're nervous and you're breathing really shallow, your voice climbs up higher octaves because your chest and your throat feel so tight. And I've experienced this a lot. It's not good. So if you want to instantly sound more confident, take a deep breath and let it out slowly. Relax and slow your speech down. Speak more deliberately and clearly. Use pauses and silence or emphasis and to let your words sink in to have bigger impact. Make eye contact. Again, there's that eye contact. Make eye contact with your listeners. And when people ask you questions, and they will, don't rush it. Take a moment. Silently take a moment to think before answering. And this is something I've really had to work on. I've had to focus through all the public speaking that I've done and panels and doing this podcast and preparing courses. I've had to intentionally slow down my speech and be much more deliberate. And I was coached to do that, to slow down, to savor my words more. 
And I was also coached to do this next thing, which is smile more often. <laughs> it's not, it's not something that comes naturally to me. I, re I really don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. In professional situations, I, I get, I get a little nervous and I take things very seriously. So I've had to learn to relax and to smile more. And confident people frequently smile because they know they can handle almost any situation. They can handle anything that's thrown at them. So they're able to relax and enjoy themselves and smile and laugh. Smiling is probably the easiest way to instantly feel more confident. When you smile, it releases endorphins and that boosts your self-esteem and it makes you feel better. This is another one of those virtuous cycles. When you smile at someone, they're more likely to smile back at you. Both of you feel more positive and you immediately begin feeling more confident. Now, with that said, this only works with a genuine smile. It has to be an authentic smile. Those tight, forced, fake smiles, instantly perceived as insincere. You can tell. It's the smile that doesn't reach someone's eyes. So to feel more confident when talking with someone, genuinely smile when you meet them as if you're catching up with an old friend. And make sure you smile with your eyes too. You know, the smize, the thing that we've all been trying to do as we wear masks, <laughs> trying to make sure our eyes convey our smile. And then smile when they smile or when they say something that's funny or it's enjoyable for both of you. You know, it's, it really does help. It will make you feel more confident. Now, the next thing is a little bit of preparation rather, rather than in the moment. It's having a plan. And this type of preparation will help you feel more confident going into a situation before it even happens. Because many times we feel anxious and nervous because of the unknown. I know that research and planning help me feel more confident. I like to remove as many unknowns as possible. I like to make the unfamiliar feel more familiar. For example, before I talk at an event, I research everything I can find out about the, the venue, the other speakers, the organizers, the audience, you name it. I'll watch talks from previous years. And if possible, I will explore that venue long before I get on stage. And I did this uh, pre-pandemic when I spoke at UX Australia. Uh, and uh, where was it? Melbourne, in Melbourne. I knew where the venue was going to be. And so I went the day before and I walked around the venue and I saw how the stage was set up and what the room was going to be like and where everything was. And it felt familiar to me when I went the next day. So before I even got on stage, I, I knew where I was going to be and I was much less nervous and I felt more confident. And that was all about having that plan. When I do all this research and planning, it all becomes more familiar and I feel more comfortable and therefore I feel more confident. And I think you will too. When you can easily boost your confidence before any interaction or a meeting or an event or whatever it is by being proactive and taking action, that instantly makes you feel more capable and confident. 
do your homework and research everything. Turn as many of those unknowns as you can into knowns. Turn the strangers into familiar faces and voices. That's why I like to watch video, especially when it's people who are going to be at the event too. Because then I see them and I hear their voice and I learn their body language. And when I meet them, they don't feel like a stranger. I feel like I've already heard them speak and I know who they are a little bit. It really helps. It really does. Create a plan for how you're going to approach things and then prepare and rehearse. And I talk about that all the time too. You know, prepare what you're going to say and what you're going to do. Having that plan will make you feel more confident and behave more confidently. And somewhat related, I like to predict the outcomes a bit. I mean, you can never be entirely certain what, what's going to happen when you meet other people. <laughs> you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what they're going to say. But if you want to feel more confident, try to predict their behavior and prepare your reactions. You know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You know, and I'd have to say, you know, going back to my military experience, it helped me prepare for angry, screaming executives that I encountered when I was working in tech in Silicon Valley for about 20 years, you know, and not all executives, but you are, if you work in the corporate world, you're going to encounter an angry executive who's yelling and screaming. And I was already trained to stay calm, remain silent, look straight ahead. You know, when someone was inches away from my face screaming at me, you know, I'd, I'd kind of experienced the worst. I mean, I was even punished physically in, in creative ways. I mean, they weren't, they weren't allowed to touch us per se, but they could hit us in the face with their hats when they got really close <laughs> and they could make us hurt ourselves. You know, they're like, I'm going to make you hurt your body. And they did. So do you think I cared about some power hungry exec trying to intimidate me in a meeting? I mean, <laughs> no. I'd already anticipated that behavior. I was prepared how I, for how I wanted to react to it. So before you have an important meeting or an event or some discussion, create your own model that predicts potential outcomes and how you're going to respond. You don't have to be 100% accurate. You're not going to predict the exact words someone will say or the actions they will take. You know, just work on the following. Just, you know, what questions do you think they're going to potentially ask? And that helps kind of being ready for that. What might their objections be if you're trying to propose something? If you're asking for something and they say no, how are you going to respond? If good things happen, they say yes, what are you going to do next? What are you going to say next? If they lose their temper, they lose their cool. How do you want to react? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? And if everything goes completely smoothly, how do you want to wrap things up? So working through potential scenarios, predicting outcomes, and being ready for it, it will help your confidence. And then finally, you know, the big one, <laughs> it's being ready to walk away. One of the most confident things that you can do is walk away. Knowing ahead of time that you're ready to do so makes you feel more confident going into a conversation or a situation. Be ready and able to walk away when you're no longer getting what you want out of that situation. 
you know, for example, walk away when negotiations stall and an offer still doesn't meet your requirements. And that can be a job offer. Maybe you're negotiating a deal to buy an automobile. Be ready to walk away. That makes you confident. Walk away from a job when it no longer meets your needs and your boss isn't willing to make the necessary changes. Knowing that you can walk away and you're ready to walk away will make you behave more confidently. You know, in bad relationships, we all have friendships that go south. We've all had relationships that that don't go the way we wish they would. Be ready to walk away if you can't make it work out. Confident people always know that they're in demand. They know that they have options. They don't need to put up with a terrible boss. They don't have to settle for unacceptable compensation. They don't have to put up with a bad work environment. I mean, of course, you always try to negotiate. You're always trying to improve things and you want to transform a situation until it's acceptable for you. Walking away isn't your first card that you play, right? But it's knowing that you can. It's knowing that you're able to do so and that you're willing to do so that will give you greater confidence. You know that if all else fails, if it can't be worked out, you can walk away and move on for something better. So that is probably the, one of the biggest and most final things you can do to feel more confident. So this all kind of feeds your confidence engine. You know, as I mentioned earlier, you can create a virtuous cycle when you're building your self-confidence. You intentionally use confident body language and actions and words. And when you do that, other people will perceive you as more confident. And then they start to behave as if you are a confident person. They will behave differently. They will react to you differently. Those reactions and the ways that they're behaving and the things they're saying is going to create a positive feedback loop for you. You will start to feel more confident about the conversation, the situation. So it's no longer you're behaving like you're confident. You're actually feeling more confident. And then when you feel more confident, you behave with even greater confidence. So it all feeds back into itself and it becomes a virtuous cycle. It's worth the investment of the time and energy and some of these tips to do this because having greater self-confidence will serve you well. Confident people tend to perform well in job interviews. Confident people are more likely to pursue challenges. They're more likely to take smart risks, which often pay off. And when they don't, they just try again. Confident people tend to be more persuasive, more influential. And they tend to get promoted more often. I'm sure you've seen this. In general, the more confident you are, the more successful 
you will be in life. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.